0: I'm buddy have you been to sleep are you sitting up all night watching election results this is bob bro and i'm recording this at about 4:30 in the morning on uh, november the 4th 2020 and this is the best old time radio podcast and i'm here with chester and chester you're <laughs> barely awake this morning you haven't been to sleep either so that's the coffee uh, coffee effect I'm seeing. A lot of coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. No, actually, I've I've I had a nice night's sleep. Thank you. Welcome to Wednesday. As we always do on a Wednesday, we're going to play a mystery for you today. And today we have a good one. We have an episode of The Lineup. And it was first broadcast on April 24th, 1951 on CBS. The name of the story is Brommel and Bellows Bullet. so you'll see what that means in just a minute. But what we need you to do now is get comfortable, get rid of the cares of the day, and just kind of relax, all right? Sit back and relax and enjoy this, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about it on the other side. So here we go, the lineup from April 1951, Brommel and Bellows Bullet.
1: and gentlemen. We take you now behind the scenes of a police headquarters in a great American city, where under the cold, glaring lights will pass before us the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. This is The Lineup.
2: Oh, quiet. Haven't got any witnesses, have you? Uh-uh. I told Matt I'd got some time to kill, so I thought I'd come in and see what you have. Oh, uh, nothing much tonight. 32 boys.
3: Uh-huh.
2: What's the latest on the Brommel case? Oh, nothing new. Goes to trial May tomorrow. May I have
3: your attention, please? Mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Yeah, I'm going you up the office. on the other side, side of the wire. May I have your attention, please? Mm. Thank you. My name is Greb, Sergeant Matt Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call up a number, their name, and charge. At the end of each line, when I ask for questions or identifications, call out the number. Please be prompt with your questions or identifications. When the prisoners leave here, they are sent to the washroom and dressed back into their jail clothes. It makes it quite difficult to bring them back after they leave here. The questions I ask these suspects are merely to get a natural tone of voice, so do not pay too much attention to their answers as they often lie. <clears throat> bring on the line. Okay, keep it moving. Right over here to the end of the stage. Now turn and face front hands to your sides and look straight ahead. Okay, number one, Charles Conway robbery. Step out, Charles. Okay. Take your hands out of your pockets. Okay. Where do you live, Charlie? 211 West 77th Street. Talk up, people out front want to hear you.
1: 211
3: West 77th Street. Is that a house, a hotel, or what? It's a house. What's your business?
1: No business. used to be a carpenter. There was some union trouble. Ain't working in a couple of months.
3: You were alone when you were arrested? Yeah. Have any weapons on you?
1: No. Did
3: you have a car?
1: I didn't have a car with me. I have a car, but I didn't use it on the job.
3: Okay, number two, George Miller, drunk and disorderly. Always wear glasses, George? In the daytime. Well, it's night. Take them off. It's the lights, Sergeant. I wear the glasses for the sun, but these lights are bright. Take them off. Yes, sir. What's your business, George? I ain't worked in ten years, Sergeant. Where do you live? The east side. Well, where? The east side covers a lot of territory.
0: So do I. I just move around. No special place.
3: It caused a lot of trouble. Busted a couple of windows. Yeah, guess I got a little wingy.
2: I don't remember none of it. I didn't mean to bust no windows. I only had a little
3: wine. Do I get locked up? We sent you to Bellevue three times before, George. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. I didn't mean to bust no windows. I don't know whether I could take that Bellevue wrap again. Better than the tank? I don't know. Well, we'll see. I'm sorry about the windows. Okay, number three. Julio Labacni, Robbery. Where do you live, Julio? Can I see him in a bed?
2: No, what is it? 618 room,
3: mm-hmm. huh? Right. What's your business? <laughs> Merchant Marine. Were you a seaman? No.
2: You look as if you have something hot. Yeah. Lillian Jacobs was just killed. What? They're bringing her in now. Well, what's the rest? Walter wants to see you. Okay, well, tell me about it on the way up. Nothing much to tell. Some guy got her. She went into her apartment. Must have used a rifle. No leads. Uh, Nuts. Yeah. Throws the whole Brommel case right out the window. I'm worried about something like this. Well, we had two men with her. Three shots. They didn't even see where it came from. Could have been in a building, car... Didn't even say it. You got men covering the area? Been covering it for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, they won't find anything. Nuts. You worked pretty hard on this one. I had Bromwell so good. We go to trial tomorrow. Girl statement isn't enough, huh? No. Oh, I don't know. I wanted Bromwell for three years. I finally get him and lose my only witness. I'll see you later, Quint. Oh, yeah. ah. Ben. Well, what do you want with me, Charlie? I've done all I can do. I got your Bromwell. Now somebody blows up the witness whole thing goes out the window okay okay now relax Half an hour ago i got off duty i was figuring on going home getting a good night's sleep getting up in the morning and watching the district attorney crucify brommel i was ready to see brommel get life or maybe the chair and i was going to be real happy about it three lousy stinking years right down the drain feel better yeah look we all know how hard you worked on this thing but... oh okay charlie okay tell me what to do well, you know what to do as well as I do. Well, with the witness dead, we can't go to trial with what we've got. I talked with the district attorney. He says the same thing. If Bromel goes to trial tomorrow, he's bound to beat the rap. Hmm. We'll never get him on it again. Well, the only thing we can do is get the guns who killed Leon Jacobs. Won't well, be easy. Well, it can't be any tougher. Maybe if we get the guy, he'll put the finger on Bromel. Bromel had it done. He paid somebody to do it, so let's get the guy. Release Bromel. Well, it'll take tonight tomorrow to set things up... Hold him tonight just in case we run into some fool luck. If we don't, let him go. I'm going to take every available man you got, Carl. Well, they're all yours. Thanks. Sorry I took off like that. Well, you've been doing it for 12 years. Why don't you just do it and stop apologizing? I'll see you later. Matt's waiting for you in your office, Ben. Okay.
3: Hi, Ben. Hey, I just heard about the Jacob's killing. Yeah. That's lousy luck.
2: You're off duty. You want to go home? Well, I'm sure you want me to. No sleep for a long time, maybe. <laughs> That's new? You want to come with me, man? Sure. Where are we going? To talk to Bromo. <laughs> Want something, Guthrie? Well, what is it? What's on your mind? Okay, you came down here. You got something to say? Say it. What's the matter? You can't talk? Now, look. I am. What is this? What's with you two guys? You may not go to trial, Bromo. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I may not go to trial. It's late. I'm tired. You should be pretty happy.
3: So I'm happy. Now I'd like to get some sleep. Don't you want to know why you may not go to trial? No. You disappointed? Oh, I wish I wasn't a cop. What else could you do? Push your fat face in. You
2: won't. Lillian Jacobs died tonight. Yeah? Yeah. It's too bad. She was a nice kid. Want to borrow my handkerchief? Oh, why don't you stop being smart, Grab? Lillian Jacobs won't be able to testify tomorrow. So we haven't got a case Look, Guthrie, I know this is a big shock to you, but what do you want me to do? I didn't kill her. I've been right in your tank, remember? Who said she was killed? Oh, okay. If you're going to start the big detective bit, let's go downstairs to your little room. If you, you work on off. me for a little while. If you get off, you get off because we don't want you beating the rat. We want you around. Well, we do, huh? Let's go, man.
3: It's been a pleasure, boys. Tell me something, Bromel. Sure. How many years did your mother cry before she killed herself?
2: Okay, boys. This is the story. Three years ago, Bromwell was mixed up in a killing. We were pretty sure it was Bromel. We couldn't get any proof. Then we made sure, but we still couldn't prove it. We bugged his apartment, his office, even his table of his favorite restaurant. We made recordings of everything he said for nearly three months. He finally implicated himself in the killing. But you all know evidence like that can't be used in court. So then we went to work on the weakest link in his organization, his girlfriend, Lillian Jacobs. She broke down, told us Bromel had done the killing. Last night, she was shot down in front of her apartment. I want the guy who killed her. Because now he's the only one who can help us pin a murder rap on Bromel. Now, here's a list of every person who's ever worked or is working for Bromel. We're going to tail them, bug their apartments. Everything they say and do, I want to know about Sergeant Ash will give you your assignments.
1: You sure want to get this Brahmo guy, don't you, Lieutenant?
2: run that last stuff from Small and
1: Crockett.
2: <laughs> okay. Give <me> a call. <laughs> Hello, Ben. Matt. Matt. Hello,
1: Charlie.
2: <laughs> Just running last night's tape from Small and Crockett there on Bernie Lang. You and Matt are on tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Want some coffee? Oh, thanks. Don't you think you two ought to get some sleep? We will in a little while. You've been going pretty steady for three days. Matt and I are on Brahmo. We don't want to miss anything. Okay, Matt. Let's hear it. Hi, honey. That's
3: lying. Hi. What took you so long? Oh, I got you talking
1: on the phone. Julie called. Uh, give me a coat. Sure. Julie always calls like that when she's got troubles. Never lets you get off the phone. Who's Just, the girl? Yep, 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 Blanche Cummings,
2: uh, lying steady. Yeah, who's Julie? I told you. Julie Thompson,
3: running around with some guy in the wholesale jewelry business. Want a drink, baby? Yeah. Now hold Can it, I Matt. Right.
2: Guthrie. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, bring it in. Something hot? That was Cargan. He's on Ray Bellows. Bellows just made a phone call to someone, said he was calling for Brommel. Told whoever it was to get out of town. Yeah. Guthrie. Yeah? Uh-huh. Well, get it here and step on it. Tell Lane to stay there. Tell him if he leaves right away. Well, we got our man. Who is he? Billy Kitchell. That was Williams. He's with Lane. Kitchell was the one who got that phone call from Ray Bellows. Williams says he definitely implicated himself in the killing. Huh.
4: It's
2: already ready, Ben. Now, this is the phone call as heard from both ends, Charlie. We spliced the two together, and this is what comes out. Okay, Matt.
3: Yeah? Billy? Who's this? Bellows. What do you want? Bramel says to get out of town. Can't do it. He says to do it. You tell him I'd love it, but I want the fare. You got a thousand? I got a thousand for the job. You tell Bromel if he wants me out, he's going to pay for it. I'm not dipping into the thousand to blow town. He says you should get cool, but things ain't cool. He's got a companion, and maybe you have too. I ain't been out of the apartment. If he's getting nervous, tell him to send me a couple of hundred. I'll be glad to make a trip. Tell him a Jacob's job wasn't easy. It's worth a couple of hundred more. Okay, I'll tell him. Okay. Oh, Billy... He wants to know what you did with the gimmick you used on the job. Off the Washington Bridge. Okay, I'll call you back. Okay.
2: Well, that's it, Charlie. You gonna pick him up? Not right away. We're gonna see if he gets another call. In the meantime, I'm having the river dragged near the George Washington Bridge. That gimmick used on the job is probably the rifle. <laughs>
1: How's your diver been
2: down this time? About 20 minutes this time. He's gone over nearly all of them. Oh, wait a minute. He's signaling. Here, yeah, Phil, what is it? Sergeant Quine says he's found a rifle. Kitchelson 509. Yeah, hold it here. Williams, you stay here at the stairs, laying down at the other end of the hall. All right, let's go, man. Uh, who is it? Bellows. Come on in. Hey,
3: what is this? Don't move, Kitchell. Okay, okay. What's going on? He's clean. No gun.
2: Hey, look, what's this all about? Go over to the apartment. Right.
3: Wait a minute. Where's your warrant?
2: Right here. What for? What's it all about? I'll tell you as soon as we get a report from Berliskin.
1: Okay, if I smoke...
2: Look, there's got to be some kind of a charge. What's the rap? I got a right to get to a phone.
1: But look, I can call my lawyer. You just can't keep me here. I got a right to know why you hold me in. What is it?
2: Guthrie? Yeah? Okay, Thanks.
1: Well, what's wrong? What do you give me the fisheye for?
2: The Lillian Jacobs killing. I don't know what you're talking about. Lillian Jacobs. I want to know who hired you to kill her. Killer? they Are crazy? Give me a full statement, you may get life. I'll give you
1: nothing. I didn't do no killing. I don't know any Lillian Jacobs.
2: I want Leo Bromo.
1: What are you talking to me for? You want him? Go get him.
3: First degree, you'll get the limit.
1: You said you were Bellows when you come to the door.
2: Did Bellows rat on me? Hey, I have a cigarette. No.
1: Bellows was the only one I told her I tossed that gun.
2: Okay. I get life. You mind? You got a better chance anyway. Who paid you? Brommel paid me. Lousy thousand bucks.
3: It was Bellows who ratted, wasn't it?
2: Get a stenographer, man. Okay.
3: Hey, you Have a cigarette. <laughs>
2: Take it out, Ben. If Rommel wants to put up a fight, he can put up a pretty good one. Yeah. Who's up there with him? Ralph Levy and Ray Bellows. Bellows came in about a half hour ago. Well, Rommel's got the whole eighth floor, private elevator. He'll have either Levy or Bellows on the elevator. And the minute it stops on their floor, they're ready. How about the fire escape? No, too tough. Only one man can get through the window at a time. Besides, if we come in on them like that, they've got to put up a fight. Well, can we walk in cold Suppose I call him from the lobby, tell him I'm coming up to talk to him.
3: You'll have to handle three of them. Asher, you and Quine go up on the ninth floor. If there's any shooting, come down that fire escape. Right, man. Okay, let's go, man.
2: Where's the house phone? Over there. Oh. Leo Brahma, please. Hello? Now let me talk to Brahma. Tell him, Lieutenant Guthrie. Hello, bro. Yeah. Well, I want to talk to you. That's right. That's important. Yeah, I'm alone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, No, gun. No way I can come up? He expects me alone. Here comes the elevator. Uh, You better get out of sight, just in case he sends one of his boys down with him. Good luck, Ben. Thanks.
0: Get in,
3: Lieutenant.
2: How are you, Billis?
4: I think I'm catching up.
2: Don't start up. Hey. Don't touch that or I'll blow your head off. What is this? What's with the gun? Put your hands against the wall. Now,
4: wait a minute. Now. Okay, okay.
2: permit for this, Ray? No. Rommel ain't gonna like this. He certainly isn't. Take us up. Now. Oh. When we get up there, you're gonna walk out in front of me. I'm keeping my gun in my pocket, and you get it first if you open your mouth. Make a bad one, Ray, and I'll cut you in two. Okay. How are you, Guthrie? I'm all right. Sit down, have a drink. You know Mr. Levy. Yeah. Well, sit down, rest your flat feet. You can beat it, Ray. Well, you heard me, beat it. Go pour yourself a drink. Ray stays where he is. What? And don't you move, Levy. What is this? Listen, Guthrie. Ray's not saying anything because I've got a gun on him. You nuts? I'm arresting you as an accessory to murder. Are you starting that again? This is a new one. Lillian Jacobs. <laughs> I've got Billy Kitchell. And the rifle he tossed in the river.
3: Ralph? No. He'll shoot. Ben. Okay. Watch the glass, Klein. Yeah.
2: They're all down. Hey. Yeah. My leg. Uh, Give me a tie or something. Yeah, sure.
1: Still a little life in Levy. Bromwell and Bellows have
2: had
3: it bad is it, Ben? Just, just the thigh. Call an ambulance. Right. Hey. There. Is that tight enough? Yeah. Please look for this place. How'd you get in on this? Oh, I just said something about age before beauty and climbed out on the fire escape. <laughs>
1: Lineup, where before you pass the innocent, the vagrant, the thief, the murderer. Listen again next week when we again bring you the lineup.
3: May I have your attention, please? <coughs> you people out there on the other side of the wire in the audience room, may I have your attention, please? Thank you. My name is Greb, Sergeant Matt Greb. I'll explain the lineup to you. Each of the suspects you will see will be numbered. I'll call off a number of their name in charge. If you have any questions or identifications, please remember the number assigned to the prisoner as I call his name. At the end of each line, when I ask for questions or
1: identifications. The lineup, starring Bill Johnstone as Lieutenant Ben Guthrie and Wally Mayer as Sergeant Matt Greb, is written by Blake Edwards with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Featured in tonight's cast were Dave Young, Barney Phillips, Herb Butterfield. Jack Moyles, Ray Hartman, Ed Begley, and Sandra Gould. The lineup is produced and directed by Jaime Del Valle.
3: Come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
4: Well, there you
0: have it. That was the lineup. And that was originally broadcast on CBS April 24th, 1951. And the name of that episode was Brommel and Bellows Bullet. And um, Lineup was just such a great show. It really followed in the genre of dragnet in becoming a reality uh, a reality show. Did you notice who wrote that one and wrote many of the episodes of the lineup? Blake Edwards, who went on to become uh, Mr. Julie Andrews. And, of course, was uh, so popular in... in uh, creating the Pink Panther movies. Uh, All of the great Pink Panther movies were done by Blake Edwards and a number of other films, too. And I know he directed his wife in a couple of films. Blake Edwards, lost him a few years back. but uh, We will have more episodes of the lineup in the weeks ahead. And uh, I've got maybe another 40 or 50 episodes in my file. So uh, some of them are in really good sound quality. So we'll look forward to that. Well, that's going to do it for Wednesday, November the 4th, 2020. And we'll be back tomorrow with a Western. And I think tomorrow we have an episode of Gunsmoke coming up, don't we, Chester? What is it? Well, anyway, whatever it is, we'll, we'll find out. Chester's got the list over there. We, uh, we look forward to seeing you then coming back tomorrow. And, of course, on the weekend we have the archive show. So glad you were able to join us. We're going to go out tonight with just one song from 1951. And this one really surprised me. Because I remember this song uh, when I was in, uh, I think, junior high school. So they must have brought this back out. And and it was on the charts in 1951. And I bet you it was on again in 1958-59. But it's Tommy Edwards and Morning Side of the Mountain. And I've always loved this song. As a matter of fact, I have it in my, in my uh, personal collection so, that I have played over and over in the car and, and listened to uh, from time to time. So that's what we're going to go out with tonight. This is Bob Pro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I'm so glad you met me. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
4: a boy If they had met they might have found a world of joy But she lived on the morning side of the mountain And he lived on the twilight side of the hill They never met They never kissed And they will never know what happiness they missed For she lived on The morning side of the mountain And he lived on The twilight side of the hill For love's a rose That never grows Without the kiss Of the morning dew And every must have a gym to know the thrill of a dream that comes true and you and i are just like they all we know our love is just a kiss away but you are on the morning side of the mountain I am on the twilight side of the hill.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: For love's a rose mm-hmm. that never grows without the kiss of the morning dew. Mm-hmm. And every Jack mm-hmm. must have a Jill to know the thrill of a dream that comes true. You and I are just like they, all we know our love is just a kiss away, but you are on the morning side of the mountain, and I am on the twilight side of the hill.